I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back. Hour number two, Monday edition, Halloween Eve. The... uh, Grinch of Halloween, Buck Sexton, hanging out with me as we roll through a bunch of different big stories that are out there. I got several things that that, that I want to hit here, Buck. But since we were just talking about Kamala Harris, I I wanted to play. Understand that they're trying to rehabilitate Kamala Harris's image with left wing media as they get ready for the official cycle for 2024 because they recognize how much of a hindrance she is, how much of a drag she is, because Joe Biden's not popular. But Kamala Harris is actually least less popular than Joe Biden. And there was a big kind of fawning New York Times uh, profile piece on her at the cover of the magazine. 60 Minutes, which used to do actual journalism, and now it seems just basically exists as fluffers for Democrat politicians. Um, and, uh, and here was Kamala Harris. I want you to just think about this. Have you ever had any vice president in an interview describe the president as very much alive? <laughs> Listen to this. Should something befall President Biden and he is not able to run, mm-hmm. that there would be a free for all for who would run as president? You are in the spot that that would be unnatural for you to step up. But we're hearing from donors that they would not naturally fall into line. Why is that? Well, first of all, I'm not going to engage in that hypothetical because Joe Biden is very much alive and running for re-election. Okay. Very much alive and running for re-election. We we all agree he's alive. Yeah, there's not. That's not. This isn't the movie. Can you be very much alive? Like the fact that you have to describe someone as very much alive, right? Like you wouldn't. I wouldn't say, 
Like if somebody was like, hey, how's Buck doing? I wouldn't be like, well, he's very much alive. You know, like if you describe someone as very much alive, they are not, I would argue, very much alive because you're trying to argue against the idea that basically they are on death's doorstep. I might be a little sad that that's the best thing you could think of to say about me. Well, Buck's alive. My co-host is still got a heartbeat. I mean, it would be weirder if I said he's very much alive because people are like, yeah, he's like 40 years old. It's almost like that's a surprise. Like everyone's like, oh, man. Ever since, ever since you lost Buck, you're like, no, he's very much very alive. Very much alive. That yeah, would be no, quite I mean, a reveal at the end of the movie. No doubt. Uh, so I just wanted to make sure that we played that clip, but she dodged the question, which I think is also forefront. I would have said, Buck, if we were doing this show in, uh, you know, uh, let's say January, right after inauguration day. Yeah. Um, in January of 2021, we started in June of 2021. But if, if I've been doing this show the day after inauguration day, I would have said there is, and even during the campaign, I said this to me, there was no chance that the plan was Biden serves two terms. It was Biden is the baton passer to Kamala Harris, who will be running on her own in 2024. And maybe Biden even steps down at the very end of his term to allow her to run as an incumbent. In other words, I would have said that's the case. I think Democrats really believe that. But what the question that she was asked is getting at is one reason why Biden isn't going to step down so far, even though I, I can't believe that they're going to be so reckless as to run him, is there is no natural deputy, right? There is no natural number two who would take over. I think they thought that Kamala Harris was that person. She has demonstrated that she is not. I, I also believe, Clay, you know, you, you often say that you think that Kamala Harris would be damaging to diversity and inclusion if she were to become president. I, I actually think the bigger risk to the diversity, diversity and inclusion DEI apparatus is the skipping over Kamala with somebody else, right? Cause then it looks like the whole thing is a facade and a joke. Which you know is what, what I mean? it is. Yeah, but, but I'm saying they would, then it would be proven yeah, to everybody by the way, to be so. That's an interesting argument because my, my position is in order for, uh, the whole, and I think you've seen some re, uh, recalibration of this as it pertains to Trump because everybody said, oh, he's uniquely dangerous. And then Biden gets in and he's supposed to be the adult back in charge and everything goes to crap. Um, I actually think that, um, that Kamala on some level, this DEI, ridiculousness has to has to end with someone promoted so far above their pay grade now your argument which is an interesting one to me is and it's scary that the president doesn't even really matter because the apparatus guides the president to such an extent that there isn't actually like that man or woman in this case who is in charge and has an iron fist and directs the leadership and that, that they would be able to hide her even though she's clearly not able to do the job. I mean, we've, we've also reached a point where the, uh, media narrative and really the media capabilities of candidates are far more important, uh, in them getting the job than the assessment of how would this person be in the job? Like what, what is their executive experience, character, temperament, record, all of that? It's much more who can get sizzle on TV, you know, who, who can yeah. get attention and who, um, so I, I think that with Kamala Harris, they've certainly been disappointed in her as the VP. But remember, Joe, I, I keep telling everybody this, Joe Biden, I think I mentioned this to you. I got randomly invited. I was the CIA and I had like nothing else going on. It was like a Tuesday night to some event where you got to hear from candidates. 
Um, and I think it was, so it was 2008. And it was, like I said, Kucinich, Biden, and two other people who were running for Democrat. I literally cannot remember. I, I do not remember. They were that desperate for attention yes. and for a crowd. And it was like 30 people at something in DC. I mean, it was, I just remember being there and being like, wow, Joe Biden. Joe Biden was a back of the pack loser in 2008. Okay. Before he got yeah. elevated by Obama. So I, I bring it up just because this stuff can change. And, and the narrative of the narrative power that the left wing media wields is still very potent. They're never going to convince us or this audience that Kamala Harris is charismatic. Competent, you know, go, go down the list. That's never going to happen, but that's not their goal. Their goal is to give the marching orders to the left wing acolytes who will present and create almost like PR spin, you know, almost like the manufacturing of some, you know, pop star or something. They'll present this image of Kamala. Clay, the same way that, you know, we just went through this with Biden, right? He was a loser. And then they said, Oh, well, he's got the name recognition and the tie to Obama. So he can actually win. He's a cuddly grandpa who will restore normalcy, right? I mean, it just all came out of kind of out of the ether. And that so I just I wouldn't be surprised if they try that with Kamala if she takes over for I don't think they're gonna try that before, but I'm just saying, you know, twenty twenty five, I think that's their plan. I think the problem with Kamala ultimately is they're trying to run her as this avatar of black womanhood. And she isn't actually very similar to most black women. And I think that even for what her base should be, because the most reliable Democrat voter in the entire country is black women. They vote Democrat like 96 to 4, uh, something like that. A lot of black men, I think it's like 80-20 now. And I think Trump could get 25% of black men or more. And I think a lot of black men are going to stay home because they're going to be like, you know, Biden, this has no real appeal. He hasn't made my life better. But what is, what is your average black woman like compared to Kamala. So Kamala is, first of all, she's Afro-Caribbean, right? So she's half Indian, half black. So that is not what your average black woman would be like. She's married to a rich Jewish lawyer in L.A., a white guy. Uh, they have no kids. So, and Kamala Harris got her start as the side chick for Willie Brown in San Francisco, When you actually break down Kamala Harris as this avatar of black representation, I don't even think she connects that well with black people herself, right? Like, I think she is not very representative of what the average black voter would be like. And I think not having kids, it's like you're not even allowed to say, you're not allowed, Buck, you notice, to say a lot of things about Kamala, right? You can hardly ever bring up the fact that she was the side chick uh, of a married man you're you're not allowed to bring up the fact that she's actually half black and half Indian. You're not allowed to bring up the fact that she has a white uh, lawyer uh, husband and that she has no kids of her own. Like these are all things that you know that that are important. I don't think Barack Obama, for instance, would have gotten elected president if he wasn't married with well, kids. I think that made him accessible. And I think Biden's grandpa thing. If Biden didn't have kids or grandkids, I think he would have no political career. I think it's hard to connect with her, not just for black women, but overall population. She's not really that similar to most people. And, and the, the challenge that, that Kamala has going forward, um, is that she, I mean, you're talking about whether she can connect with people. She, she comes across as fundamentally inauthentic as a politician. And we yeah. are in an era 
of political authenticity. Now, correct. People can say that that's a that's an oxymoron. I'm very aware of this. That a lot of politicians who are oh I'm so authentic, you know maybe maybe they're playing that game. But the voters want authenticity. They want that feeling yes. of who is this person really. And this goes right. I mean, you know, the, this tra- translates right into how did Donald Trump, never having held office, become president of the United States? Because he talks the way that normal people talk about stuff. And that yeah. was that was just this revelation. I think there's more of that now. I think that's why you have, you know, Gavin Newsom running over a small Chinese child on the <laughs> basketball court and then kind of laughing about You guys know what I'm talking about? We could put that up on the website. Gavin Newsom was in China. He was playing basketball with a bunch. It looked like a bunch of fourth graders or something. And he just steamrolled one of these Chinese kids. Like just, kid just drew a ran. charge. Just, kid yeah, threw just, a charge on him. He threw a charge on him. And the kid the kid took the charge. Good for him. But Gavin Newsom's kind of rolling around. The, I'm going to say this. People say, oh, look, no, no, no. Because he laughed and he smiled and he held the kid and everything else, it's actually a winning moment for Gavin Newsom. Because for a guy who comes across as too slick, sometimes a stumble, a gaffe that's followed with a smile goes to that authenticity issue. Kamala is always rehearsed. Kamala has no self-awareness. Kamala has no ability to laugh at herself. And that is why she has an inauthenticity issue. I think all that's true, Buck. Could it be deeper than that? That she realizes that her real life is actually nothing like the people she's trying to represent. So she's trying to hide it, which makes her that much more inauthentic. Like I think she's, I think she's self-aware enough to realize that on some level she's selling herself as an avatar of people that she's not really that much like. And let's just like, we'll go to break here in a sec, but think about this. I still think the beer test matters. Now, Biden and Trump, neither one drink, right? So maybe it's just like a, uh, you know, who would you want to have a, uh, a soda with and watch a game with them? Cause usually it's beer. And obviously, um, almost every election, the candidate that you would rather have a drink with, whether it's coffee, whether it's beer and like watch a game with wins. Kelly, Go Clay, all the way is, back, like back to I, like 19, I, I know people, as long as we've had television. Yeah. I, I know people who have, who are, who are conservative, you know, friends of mine who are, you know, of the donor class or a little older than me. Who back in the day before, uh, before he was obviously president, you know, years and years ago met, met Joe Biden. And I'm going to tell you, people are going to say, Oh no, no. They say he's very charming when he wants to be. Now I'm going back 15 years. So you're talking yeah. about also a Joe Biden who was more on his game, but Joe Biden's whole thing is the grip and grin and, you know, Oh, you know, how's your family? And he's oh, going to make know, a connection. That's his, that's his thing. That's his, that's his whole thing. He's not as good at it as say a Bill Clinton who I knew people that I knew who thought that Bill Clinton was like evil would still say, but I like talking to the guy, you know, <laughs> he's not as yeah. good as Clinton was, but he has that same, you know, that same politician's charm, which for a lot of people can work. And so because that's who he's been for so long, I don't think it actually comes across as inauthentic because I don't think Joe Biden has another speed. Yeah. Being, being Biden, the politician is all, is all he's been for 40 years now. There's not some other you know version of him. Um, but we, we can, we can come back. Uh, I, I got a good Clinton story for you really quick as we go to break here, Buck. I had somebody come up to me like three or four years ago who is a diehard Republican voter. Uh, but she had been to a Bill Clinton event and she said to me, I, I'm paraphrasing, but she said, I disagree with almost everything that he said on the political campaign trail, but I met him for five minutes and afterwards I was like, yeah, I want to vote for him. Like that's how personally, like just, you know, focused and connecting and everything else. Kamala, 
is whatever you think of Trump, who actually is really good um, in small groups, which I think stuns people how good he is in small groups when he pays attention. Kamala does not have that gift. Yeah. Oh, well, Trump Trump has the ability, and I mean, we both experienced this, and I met Trump for the first time when I was, oh gosh, I don't know, 14 or 15 years old in New York. So, I mean, I've known yeah. Trump for a, and I've known his family for a very long time. I was a peer of his kids in New York. You know, we're the same age, roughly. Uh, I was actually in Ivanka's year in school. And, um, but, you know, as an adult, I can tell you, sitting around with Trump, whoever you are, and I see this with other people too, he makes you feel like, you know, your, your inner circle. You could have met him two minutes ago, but if you're in a group and you're talking to Trump, he makes you think that he likes you and that you're welcome to be there. And that is magic in politics. It's magic. Not a lot of, you know, who doesn't do it? Someone like Mitt Romney. Nice guy. Puts ketchup on his salmon sandwiches, apparently. You see that? But, uh, he does not. I saw the hot dog day. Mitt Romney managed to make National Hot Dog Day awkward. Whoa. Um, I didn't see that. We're doing something oh, it's an special. Video. We're doing something special for you and others the first weekend in December. If you can, join us in Tampa for this year's Invest Wealth Summit. It's an opportunity to learn how to create financial freedom and security for your future. You're going to hear a wide variety of speakers like me, but also Dutch Mendenhall, Tucker Carlson, Lisa Booth. It's going to be phenomenal. This takes place over a three-day weekend, Friday through Sunday, December 1st through December 3rd. Dutch Mendenhall is the co-founder and CEO of Rad Diversified company that introduces you to alternative investment ideas that can lead you to wealth. Dutch himself has done well growing a $200 million real estate portfolio from scratch. Learn how to diversify your portfolio without relying on Wall Street. Explore alternative investments, gain access to unique opportunity and hidden gems, uncover untapped potential in real estate startups and innovative technologies. You'll also learn how to reduce your tax burden and much more. Expand your investment horizons and secure your financial future. Secure your seat at investwealthsummit.com. That's investwealthsummit.com. Making sense in an insane world. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. 
HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C L A Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. My co host here, Mr. Clay Travis, has thrown down a million dollar gauntlet. <laughs> With a WNBA <laughs> challenge, which he will be telling you about here shortly. Uh, in the meantime, I want to take a quick call here from Rachel in Florida, fellow Floridian. What's going on, Rachel? Well, I had a question for you guys. You played that clip of Kamala Harris sounding very confident in their ability to win, which I read something online this morning that made me think that the six is already in. Um they said that they're, the states are looking to keep Trump off the ballot using some sort of insurrection rule, mm-hmm. which yeah. tells me that they they think they've already got this. Like, they're going to go at him in the battleground mm-hmm. states that are going to be too close to call. So if, they, if he can't get on the ballot, how do the people in the state say... Rachel, it's a good question. It's a real question. I don't want to rush you, but we just, we're going to be going to break a second. We'll say that Clay and I can talk about this a little bit more. There is a, There is an effort to do this in some states. I do not think it will be successful, but that is a do not think. That is not a 100%. I, I believe Colorado is further along than anybody else in trying to take him off the ballot. New Hampshire now, Colorado, is looking at it. I know that. New They're Hampshire has at looked at it. I think a lot of them have opened inquiries, but I think Colorado's actually started the process to do so. Now, Colorado is not necessarily a toss-up state, but it would have very consequential down-ballot decisions because Trump would bring out voters who otherwise might not vote in congressional elections and everything else. So we'll pay attention to it. I don't think it's going to be wildly successful. The defenders of democracy not letting the people actually vote for who they want. Isn't that interesting? It is amazing. Those in the know call this the secret royalty program. It's an IRS loophole that allows for Americans to collect thousands of dollars or more in payouts every year. The publication Business Insider writes that this opportunity could provide, and I quote, enough money to live off of each year without having any other retirement plan. 
There are no age or income requirements. It's available to any adult in the U.S. There are no employment requirements. You can be working or retired. And the best part is you don't have to be an expert in this regard. But you should hurry on this. The deadline to collect the next payout is just a few months away. It only takes a few minutes to get started. You want to check this out now. Visit SecretRoyaltyProgram.com. That's SecretRoyaltyProgram.com. Before the upcoming deadline, SecretRoyaltyProgram.com, paid for by Wide Moat Research. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We got a lot of fun uh, still to get to. Third hour of the show, Tim Scott, Senator, South Carolina, running for President of the United States, going to join us. 2.30, Glenn Youngkin, the governor of the state of Virginia, is going to join us, and that's going to be a interesting conversation to be sure as well. But, Buck, this happens every now and then. I'm sure you've seen it happen, too. Sometimes things that you said months ago or even years ago will cycle back up. I saw where, was it Emily Blunt had to apologize, crazily enough, for saying that like she had a fat waitress at at, uh, at Applebee's or something like a decade ago, Chili's maybe it was. Um, and so things will cycle back up. So back in February, uh, I, I there was a, a article up, and I had talked about the fact that ESPN was desperately trying to make the WNBA a thing by over-covering the WNBA relative to other sports. And I said something that I think is 100% true. I said back in February, a good boys high school state champion team would beat the WNBA champion. This is the women's basketball best team in uh, the WNBA. WNBA existed for like 25 years, still hasn't made a profit. And women have also said, oh, we should be getting paid a lot more. This certainly became a big story, Buck, if you remember with Brittany Griner. Oh, why'd Brittany Griner have to go to Russia because she didn't make enough money in the United States? Well, because most people don't care, right? Um, and so, uh, I mean, that's just the truth. Uh, you know, if you ask the average person listening to us right now, uh, you could have $5 in cash or your WNBA team could win a championship in the, in the state, the city that you live in. Most people would rather have $5 in cash. I cannot um, name, I could not name the WNBA, AWNBA, WNBA team in the state of Florida. I can't name one right now. I don't know that I could. I also, I, I'm assuming there's one in Miami and it has something to do with it being warm, uh, much like the heat do, but I, I, I legitimately don't know. So I said something that I've been saying for years, which is a boys high school state champion team would be able to beat, uh, the WNBA champion. And so then this thing went viral. And, uh, and so one of the members, evidently the Las Vegas Aces are your current defending WNBA champs. And so Buck, one of the Las Vegas Aces called my opinion. She said I was a dumbass for having the opinion that a boys high school team, a state championship caliber team. And I said, like in a decent sized state, right? Where there's lots of kids. I was, you know, limiting Rhode Island or Wyoming or, you know, North Dakota, like places where there aren't that many, uh, you know, kids that would be playing in general. And so she called me a dumbass. And so I didn't see this until Friday. We had finished the show by then, but I just said, okay, like, let's make this a thing. I tweeted back to her and I said, straight up $1 million bet. I will put a million dollars down that I can pick a state champion boys team this 2024 year 
and they will play against you, the Las Vegas Aces. If I'm wrong, your teammates all get a million dollars to spread amongst yourselves of my money. If I'm right, however, and the boys' team that I pick wins, you and your team or the WNBA or whoever wants to fund a million-dollar bet would have to give me a million dollars, and then I would give the million that I won to all of the high school boys on that team. We have requested comment from the Las Vegas Aces and the WNBA, Buck. They've all turned and run in the opposite direction. There's a massive amount of interest. Would you watch? You, you, I bet you've never seen a WNBA game in your life. That is correct. And if I had a million dollars down on a high school boys team against the WNBA, would you watch that game? 100%. Yes. yes. And, and I, but I would say the only challenge is anybody who actually understands and has played sports at any kind of a level would know that the, I mean, if you took like the champion high school players from New York, California, New Jersey, you know, Illinois, you know, like Florida, Texas. I mean, I think Florida. you could, t- I think Tennessee, we would beat them where I live. Um, yes. It, 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 they would beat them and it would not be close. Correct. It would be the, a massacre. That's the part of it that, and, and I guess, you know, some people are going to say, well, Clay, like why, you know, now you're making people. Well, the point is that there's a reason, right? That men and women's sports are different. That's Correct. one part of it. And she called me a dumbass. It wasn't like I sought out the law. I didn't even know who won the WNBA championship until she called me a dumbass and her calling me a dumbass went viral. I was like, okay, I'll put my money where my mouth is. Like I'm confident on this. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a simple reality. Um, and, and that people shouldn't feel upset by the simple reality, but we live in this era with the intentional, um, not just blurring, but really erasure of gender as a, as a thing. And it's really important for civilization, for society to understand the role that gender plays, that sex plays, uh, you know, male, female, et cetera, and all of this. And there's no, like, there's no shame in saying that a, you know, a top like men's college tennis player would beat the best female, you know, p- pro players in the world pretty easily. There's no shame yeah. in that because it's a guy against girls. No, no, no one should be offended by this. Like, you know, no one should be offended if Clay, if you said, I'm pretty sure that you, you could probably beat any 12 year old basketball player one on one in the entire country. Like, there's no shame for that 12 year old. Hopefully, like, hopefully I could, but I, I, I might, there might be some maybe who could 10, run me. maybe 10, but I'm just saying, you know, you'd have to box <laughs> yeah. out, you know, you'd have yeah. to, you know, go old. There's some, style. there's some like six, five, 12 year olds out there that are just freakishly, uh, freakishly large. But the, uh, the point on this is, yeah. There's, and this is what I saw coming from the world of sports, Buck. You were talking earlier about authenticity. There is so much lying. Do you remember when John McEnroe got crushed for saying Serena would be a, like the 700th best men's player in the world in tennis? Yeah. And he was Dude, right. <laughs> she, she would be like the 7,000th or 17,000th best men. Like I talked to a lot of pro tennis players. They all said Serena would lose to every good men's major college tennis player. Doesn't take away from her being a great women's tennis player, but the interviewer of, of John McEnroe was like, why wouldn't you say that? That's, that's the prelude is why wouldn't you say he said she's the best women's tennis player of all time? She said, why wouldn't you say she's the best tennis player of all time? He was like, well, because she would get her ass kicked basically by lots of dudes. I remember someone a long time ago, I was doing the show in my own clay. I said, you know, I don't know. I think. We're talking about this like in sports and, yeah. and how there was that uh male to female transition or whatever um MMA fighter 
and I had said, you know, look, most most women, like, I'm just some guy who sits at a desk and does radio, but, like, if you put, I mean, I weigh, I didn't want to say how much I weigh right now, but I weigh <laughs> over 200 pounds, Yeah, and, you know, you put me in there with, like, a 130-pound female, like, you know, even with very minimal training, et cetera, everyone's like, no, it's not true, like, they're jujitsu moves, I'm like, guys, size, strength, speed, these things all matter a lot. Between men and women, I'm talking about now. Yeah. A 130 and pound guy, jujitsu guy, would just weight classes. classes. Like if you put a 200 pound, you know, Mike Tyson would murder a flyweight boxer, like two men, right? And so all of this, there's this idea that gender doesn't matter, right? That men and women are the exact same. Look, there are some women who are bigger, stronger, and faster than some men, but at elite levels of athleticism, the best male athletes dominate the best women athletes now that's why on this program we have been so straightforward and honest and i give credit to riley Gaines, who was an outkick employee and was at the halloween party this weekend with by the way her husband louie do you know what louie's halloween costume was buck he went as leah thomas mm-hmm. That is really a funny. I thought maybe like XY chromosome or something to make. Yeah, yeah, that that would be, that would be great. But, um, but the idea that you're going to allow a grown ass man to like even the concept of this buck SNL would have been doing skits. We were talking about SNL earlier because Nate Bargatze guest hosted and he's a friend of mine. But the idea that we have created a world where a grown ass man can swim for a men's team and then just decide he's a chick and become a women's champion is so bonkers, banana land, insanity riddled crazy that I don't think a lot of people out there can even comprehend that we're here. Well, that was why I, I, and this was many years ago, um, but I talked about the transgender MMA thing because to me, and now, now you're actually almost endorsing, um, violence and severe injury for women because of some, uh, bizarre cultural fashion of transgenderism, right? Or, yeah. or the, the notion, because it's one thing for someone to lose, you know, a tennis match. It's another thing for someone to be in the octagon and, and be taking elbows and punches yes. and, you know, be getting beaten senseless. And the notion that any, now I believe Dana White, right, has already said absolutely not. Like he, he is yeah. opposed to, to men uh, fighting women, to men fighting women. Um, but there was a time there where the, the, the trans activists were trying to push for this because remember, as we, as we say this, it always strikes people as like, come on, but it is the truth. The position of the trans activists in our, in our country, in our society, and, and really of the mainstream Democrat party now is not that trans women deserve, you know, respect and dignity, et cetera. It's trans women are women indifferent from women yes. in all respects, which is just not true. And, Circling back to the million that I put on the line that the WNBA and the Las Vegas Aces won't respond to, that would be, if they had agreed to do it, Buck, the most watched WNBA game of all time. I mean, I think we had a bunch of people responding like, I'd want courtside seats. Like, I think it would turn into a modern-day battle of the sexes, and I do think it would be emblematic. Remember, the U.S. women's soccer team, before they went super woke and Megan Rapinoe themselves and all those things, they got beat by 15-year-old boys in Dallas, Texas, 5-2. That was the Women's World Cup champion in 2019, going up not against the best 15-year-old boys in the world, but just the best 15-year-old boys in Dallas, Texas. They got whipped. Um, and one of the stats that's out there 
every state champion at, I think, 3A in Texas in track and field beat the fastest women's sprinters in the history of the Olympics to win boys' state championships in Texas. How many employees at ESPN right now would, would share anything that you just said? Zero. Yep. The Sports Network, everybody. I, mean, I don't think there's a single person, to your point, at ESPN that would say that entire paragraph I just said. Yeah. I think Which is all indisputably true. 100%. The truth is no is no defense, apparently. It's different than uh, we had thought previously. Join me in fighting an epic battle for the lives of unborn children. Do you realize that since the overturning of Roe in states allowing abortions, there's been an increase in patients? Sadly, babies' lives are more at risk than ever, and that's where Preborn steps in. Preborn introduces moms to their precious babies through ultrasounds. When a pregnant mom hears her baby's heartbeat and sees her or him on an ultrasound, she is twice as likely to choose life. Preborn give making a donation to this nonprofit organization. Five ultrasounds are just $140, helping to rescue five babies. To donate securely, use your cell phone, dial pound 250, and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, say baby, or go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. You will never regret saving a baby's life. Sponsored by Preborn. Sometimes all you can do is laugh. And they do a lot of it with the Sunday Hang. Join Clay and Buck as they laugh it up in the Clay and Buck podcast feed on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date health lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough 
to save. Visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. We value the heroes from our military, law enforcement, firefighters, emergency medical professionals, and other government service personnel. So does an American company whose entire mission is built around serving this deserving group. GovX.com. If you've served our country in one of these types of jobs, go to GovX.com and join the community today. It's easy and totally free. GovX members get access to unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands that honor your service. Brands like Oakley, Vortex Optics, Yeti, Under Armour, and many more. You'll also save big on sports tickets, entertainment, and travel. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for everything you need on or off duty. GovX donates a portion of every order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. More than 8 million people are already saving every day through GovX. Visit GovX.com and use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. COVID, not getting a lot of attention. The newest variant, double mass, shot number seven. What happened, everybody? I thought we had to get every year you're going to need an updated booster. You know, he's getting an honorary degree from somewhere. Guys, where is he getting it from? I, I just heard about this. Um, I heard uh, I had my friend uh, Mark Simone show on this morning for a second, getting ready here. Uh, he's on WORMYC. He does a great show. And, you know, if I get a little homesick for New York, I'll throw Mark on sometimes. And I think he mentioned that uh, Fauci's getting an award from somewhere. So Fauci is going to have. Oh, it's it is Hofstra. Okay. Fouch is going to be an honorary PhD from Hofstra. Um, when really, as we know, I mean, Fauci, you know, at this point, I just wish he would be honest and apologize because future generations should never have to go through, but he won't because he's an egomaniac. Anyway, um, but people are realizing that what I said, what Clay said, what some of us on the right, right wing extremists were saying about COVID the whole time, uh, particularly masks and lockdowns. Um, you know, uh, there, there were other things that I could point to, but masks, lockdowns, those were, oh, test and trace. I, I endlessly ridiculed test and trace in New York City starting in May of 2020. I was like, this is the dumbest thing. And cause I remember Clay, they were saying, oh, but it works for STDs. And I, I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's a little different, everybody, right? I mean, you would hope like, it's yeah. a, you know, it's a very unless, different list. Unless you got, unless you got a, uh, really, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, you know Really active social list. life, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. You know, who you've breathed near is a little bit different than, you know, other things. Um, but I was like, that's the dumbest. And they had a whole test and trace on millions and millions of dollars spent on test and trace for an aerosolized virus. It's completely insane. But the school closure issue, closure issue, another one, school should have been open certainly in the fall of 2020. And the fact that they were not is a, is just a stain on the public health establishment. Um, there's this guy, Professor Scott Galloway from NYU. He's got, a, I think he's got a pretty big podcast, uh, with Kara Swisher and uh, who also came at me on masks once. Kara should just, she, it's cool. She should just be like, Buck, I'm sorry. You're very smart. I didn't realize how smart you are. I apologize for publicly mocking you over saying that masks don't work because clearly you're very smart. And, you know, she should just do that. Like that's clay. What a good person would do. I don't know if she'll do it or not. I doubt it. She 100% will not. She will not. Here is Scott Galloway of NYU admitting that on the school closure issue, he was wrong. Play three. I was on the board of my kid's school during COVID. I wanted a harsher lockdown policy. And in retrospect, I was wrong. The, the, the damage to kids of keeping them out of school longer was greater than the risks. But here's the bottom line. Myself, 
are great people to CDC. I'd like to thank the governor. We were all operating with imperfect information, and we were doing our best. So it's, 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 no, no, no. Okay, we can stop there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Clay. They weren't doing their best. They were saying, we 100% know the answer, and you're opposing us because you're monsters, and there's no discussion. And that is unacceptable, and they should be held to account. I give him credit for admitting that he was wrong, but this idea that we didn't have all the information we needed by June of 2020, if you had a functional brain and you were looking at the data, you knew that kids were not at risk. And and I look... I have said this for a long time. Nothing matters more to me than my kids. My kids went to school, Buck, in August of 2020. They opened back up schools in Tennessee. Now, they had to wear those stupid masks, which I know parents are still angry about. But my kids were back in school in August of 2020. If I had thought there was any risk to them at all of a significant nature, I wouldn't have done that. I was putting what I value the most, which is my kids, back in school because I knew what the data reflected. Anybody who wasn't doing the same is lying to themselves. Well, I just want I want Professor Galloway to, you know, to say, well, how is it that, like, right-wing maniacs like Clay Travis and Buck Sexton knew this? Yeah. Maybe do a little introspection. Why is it that some of us knew this and said it all along? That's why the imperfect information thing is just such a dodge because not only were they wrong, Clay, they told us they 100% knew the answer. Yeah. They didn't even say, we think. They said, we know. And that was a lie. Remember right, what they got... said about DeSantis when he opened up uh, the, all the schools? To his credit, the whole state of Florida, nobody missed. They were all back. Tim Scott, uh, Glenn Youngkin, the senator, the governor, they're both up next. Stick around. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone. Because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams, offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. If you've got a military first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, govx.com is for you. 
you stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. 